I I got told that Mass Effect was a sex simulator, and and then if you play it after everyone's been banging on about how it's a sex simulator, it is quite disappointing. I was like, going to say, I, I was if that's quite... your main reason for going into it, you're going to be yeah, exactly. well, okay. Yeah, if that was my main reason for going into it, then that would be disappointing. Sorry, yeah. I would have felt of course it quite wasn't. let down. If if, yeah. if if they said this is a sex simulator, well, I'm not interested in brilliant. pornography at all, so that's fine. Yeah, I don't like pornography. No. I like space operas. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. If you're joining us on the stream, hello YouTubers, how are you? Wave, just give them a wave, wave, that's why they're here. Also, if you are listening to us on whatever podcatcher that you usually listen on, you know, like iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, thank you very much for listening to us. You make up the majority, so that's nice, isn't it? But, you know, I always say it's quite nice to be part of the minority, so you could watch the stream as well but if you're listening to it that's fine don't worry about it i'm not going to be passive aggressive about it it's absolutely cool anyway this episode we are going to be looking at a favorite favorite subject of ours it's a love letter episode yes and of course the uh, social media feeds will have given you well given it all away this is of course a love letter episode to the wonderful bioware franchise mass effect yeah, which we have three games of it. We've been threatening yeah. this one for about two years now, but we've been we waiting have. for them to re-release. Mass and as Ross said, the three, the the, the holy trilogy, mm. uh, um, not the one I that was, dare not speak oh, his name. I had a plan. I was going to set it up that we each have a number of shots lined up, and every time we mention that game, we have to do a shot. I think we'd be paralytic because it would always be like, so why they, you know, why are they screwed up in fucking Andromeda? I mean, you know, uh, you know, just we we wouldn't be able to help ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, look, before I, before I hand over to Dan, I'm just going to say uh, a quick introduction to us. So we obviously we obviously are the TMTOH crew, the posse. Um, and oh, of we've course, been just been described as pod wankers, so that's a nice one. Pod wankers, yeah. very nice. We are the classic threesome. We're not in the fuck bunker. Only one of us is in the fuck bunker, and that, of course, is Russ. Hello, Russ. Bonsoir, Cherie. Uh, we've got Dan in had his to, house. Had Hello, to be Dan. Me. Someone else might have gotten it wrong. Absolutely. And I am Tom, our uh, fourth member of the Awesome Force and Duncan. He's had a new arrival to his family, so he, of course, is spending not, a little bit of not time. Not another one since last week. It's the same <laughs> one. No, he has had, yeah, he's recently had a new arrival to his family. Still the same one. No extras. He's looking after that, right? He's dealing with that leaving this with us. So that's it. Dan, over to you, my friend. Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, comes out on Friday. Has everyone pre-ordered it yet? Yes. Yeah, it's my absolute shame. Yes. Yeah. yes. Of course. You don't yeah. even get anything for pre-ordering it. No, no you, nothing. you get the joy of knowing you own Mass Effect again. Yeah, well, I think if you read the end-user licensing agreement, you don't own it. You have leased <laughs> the right to use that software until they revoke that right. Yes, you get the joy of knowing that you might be able to play Mass Effect again with a massive day one patch, so it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine the uproar on the day that all the publishers suddenly turn around and go, well, well that's it then? That <laughs> like, it just happened. Like with Sony, <laughs> when they threatened to close the PS3 and the uh, Vita stores. Yeah. Everyone's like, I've still got games. <laughs> you can't do yeah. that. But this is why I always say, 
Invest in the hardware, boys. Invest in the hardware. <laughs> I love you turned around and pointed to this is my fuck machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the couple the of grand ass, the ass worth pound every of 3, penny. Yeah. <laughs> it what is it? It pumps. <laughs> What's the line from? Um, has everyone anyone seen that um, Human Giant sketch with Will Arnett? I've not seen that. So like the it's um, Aziz Ansari and um, a couple of other guys, and they're pretending to be paparazzi and to sneak into a uh, into a party. We, we will get them to Mass Effect. I promise. To sneak into a party, they uh, they put on oh, masks. The, the Will Arnett sex tape one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they put on that, yeah. masters Mary Kate and Ashley, and they they get into the party as them. And Will Arnett hooks up with Mary Kate or Ashley, and there's a bit where he pulls out his uh, his sex machine. He goes, Is, "Do you carry that everywhere?" Yes, Mary Kate. It's a portable model. It's it's like this big. <laughs> as he comes with this really romantic fist attachment. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> yes. Whole thing ends with uh, Will Arnett dies in sex machine mishap. <laughs> I, um, hmm? I, uh, I just can't help but see Max exercise bike when I think of a sex machine. That's it. Anyway, Mass Effect. It's set in space. <laughs> Is that right? One last one, I promise. Have you seen Burn After Reading? <laughs> what? No. Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading has one of the greatest twists in 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 any Coen Brothers film. Well, also involving a fifth shape sex toy. Kinda. It's it's this big it's this big thing that's been leading up to. Like George Clooney's been working furiously on something throughout the whole film, and then you find out what it is, and it's just an amazing moment. Much like there are many amazing moments in Mass Effect. I don't know. I give up. I'll do. <laughs> Okay, so look, why don't we start this in the logical logical place? Um, it's safe to say that we're all massive, massive Mass Effect fans. Massive effect fans. Massive effect fans, and they 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 have a massive effect on me. Um, why don't we why don't we start this off by saying how we discovered it and which game we played first, or you know when when we kind of jumped on the Mass Effect train? Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you reckon, Russ? Yeah. Do, you, do you fancy? dipping into this yeah. one first so I, I started with the first one and honestly I, I, it was one of those ones where I got it because I thought the box art was cool I didn't know anything about it played it on the 360 I'm assuming yeah that was in the 360 would have been the 360 yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I think it was it was one of the first games I actually got with my 360 um, I'm pretty sure I got Assassin's Creed with it like as a bundle Fun. Yeah, like the original mm. OG Assassin's Creed, OGAC. Mm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Mass Effect, I, I, I think I was just in-game, bought it. How retro. <laughs> I mean, it's still there. Disc. Russ, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, loved it. Yeah. It's so it good. Does a, it, that first game does a very, it does a lot of heavy lifting quite quickly in terms of world building and getting you into that the the sort of the mindset but i think the the concept of like the fact that humanity are the sort of the young upstart race who are still getting used to all this Mm. works to help that because you're sort of getting used to all this as well and it's all shiny and new and intimidating just like it is for the for the human characters i'd agree with that i i i think mass effect the original opens up 
with that wonderful moment where you're Commander Shepard, you're just Captain Anderson's XO, and you're com- I think you're having a conversation with Nihilus, I think his name is. Nihilus, the, yeah. Yeah, the spectre who you're that you're there to kind of help. You're just there to sort of provide safe passage because the Normandy is the stealth ship and they the council want a spectre on board to investigate even Prime, I think it is, or something like that. And yeah, and and that's really cool because it just sets it almost inconspicuous. It's like you're on you're on your way to a mission, and it's a good way to sort of start mm. it up. And then it all obviously goes a bit kind of fucky after that. My, I mean, I I bought it in game in St Albans, uh, and I, again, that's I, not there. <laughs> that, that, that's game not is, there anymore. That one's not. <laughs> that one's not there anymore. Um, and it wasn't the box art. It was just I I went in there and I just saw a whole wall of it. And I, 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 you know, and I, I was just like, like that, this that is popular. Like, it must be good. Yeah, I was like, this is one of these games. And I, I had heard something about it. People saying it was, it was a really good game. It was a great RPG. And I think I'd finished playing. I can't remember. I, I'd been, been, I played an RPG. I think it was. Someone said to me that there was some elements of it that would remind me of the fun I'd had with Deus Ex. And you know that it was a that it was it always a big, comes back to that game. Yeah, that it was a big <laughs> detailed world that you know I'd be I'd be sort of quite sucked into it and stuff like that. But I hadn't I didn't really know what it was like. It was like when someone said to me I should watch Firefly. They didn't really tell me about it. So I mean, you should just watch it. And um, so I, I bought a copy. I took it home, and then I didn't really do anything else for the next couple of weeks. I just played and played and played. And every spare moment was taken up with playing Mass Effect. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, and then the series got even better after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 2007 was fucking bonkers for games. Mm. So here's games released in 2007. Bioshock, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Halo 3, Portal, Crisis uh, Remastered, uh, The Orange Box, obviously, because Portal, Super Mario Galaxy, Assassin's Creed, uh, Mass Effect, uh, Guitar Hero 3, which was at the time a big deal. Um, where were we? There's more as well. Forza 2, that's one for me, obviously. Peggle. I was going to say, this sounds, like a, this sounds like my golden year of gaming. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I had, had quite a lot of those on the 360. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, this is fucking incredible. But Bioshock, yeah. Modern Warfare, Halo 3, Orange Box. Oh, the Orange Box, yeah. Jesus. I think mean, the Orange Box amazing. Um, I still haven't played. I still haven't played Half Life Two. Is there like a super duper remastered PC version now? I'll play that. Yes, there it's is. called yes. the PC version. Okay, I'll play that. But then. You, you can play. Oh well, no, hey, that's not Half Life Two, is it? That's just Half Life. You haven't even played Half Life, have you? No. Should I? Should I just start with that? The Black Mesa one. Yeah, because they've they've added the Zen module to that now, haven't they? So. Yeah, I, I would say if you're going to play Half Life now, play Black Mesa. Yeah. Because the original's a bit janky. I'll do it. Anyway, you got Mass it. Effect. <laughs> Dan, how did you come across Mass Effect? I got. I bought my Xbox 360 in 2007 because I'd owned a PS2 and I was waiting for the PS3 to come out. And I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. And I remember they announced the price of it and went, I'm buying an Xbox. That is too expensive. Um, and I'm so glad I did because I bought the Xbox. I bought it with um, Saints Row 2 and Halo 3. Um, and and nice. from then on, I just kind of worked my way through the games that had already just come out. So Bioshock had just come out, picked that up. Modern Warfare, I picked up the day it came out. And then I was just like, uh, Dead Rising as well, picked that oh, up. Oh, yeah, the first Dead Rising. Yeah. 
unforgivable save system aside, was oh, brilliant. Hell. Yeah, exactly. And that came out, I think that came out the same day as Mass Effect. I might be wrong on that. Did it? Yeah, wow. It's all around the same time, yeah. isn't it? Top, it was just top crowd. Fucking unreal, yeah. yeah. Um, and Unreal Tournament 3 came out as well. So, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I picked up Mass Effect. But after I played a chunk of those games, I probably picked it up in the, for the following year. And I just fell in love with it. I kept playing. Um, and I, I stopped playing for a bit. And I, and I, because other games took over. And then Mass Effect 2 came out. And I was like, what? So I've got to complete Mass Effect before I play Mass Effect 2. I completed Mass Effect the day before Mass Effect 2 came out. So then I just went straight into Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. I think that was the thing that really cemented it for me. When Mass Effect 2 was announced, you know, having completed Mass Effect several times by that point, mm. you know, several playthroughs, trying to find more and more bits and bobs, I do remember when they said that choices you've made in the first game will be carried over. There will be key things, you know, along with your romance options, mm. some of the characters you've interacted with, you know, there will be specific things that will shape the way the sort of the universe comes together. And while you know, they're handled quite deftly. They're sort of, they're relatively skin deep changes, mm. a lot of these things, but they are given weight and meaning. I remember thinking like, if that actually works, this is well worth another playthrough to do, to, to craft the character I want to take into that. Yeah, I, I did. I went all the way through the original when Mass Effect, when I I'd bought Mass Effect 2, but then I had to go back and play all the way through the first one. <laughs> Because my the only save files I had on hand were when I've been going around being a prick to everybody. I didn't want that yeah. to carry through. You the kind original- of want to go into Mass Effect Two as a paragon. Mm. The original Mass Effect as well, <coughs> easy to forget, was an Xbox exclusive. The first Mass Effect game you couldn't wow, get that on PlayStation. Is interesting. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm just saying that like so many of these games are, are were, were, were specifically Xbox games. Um, mm. I think a lot of people said that though, didn't they? Like, shock as well. You know the Xbox Three Sixty. I mean, I feel like Xbox 360 kind of won uh, it, it, for me it, it, against it. No, I mean, it won because of the some of the exclusives it had were pretty damn good. Um, yeah, the, the 360 did pretty much everything right, really. Yeah. Mm. It, couldn't, except, it, couldn't ha- it couldn't have gone much better. Except a, they couldn't stay alive. Yeah, but even so, like, they did a relatively good job of replacing them and repairing yeah. them. Not many people were just left with a bricked console and had to go and buy a new one. I have to say, actually, my Xbox 360 was bricked mm. by Mass Effect, I think, because it was playing Mass Effect that I first got my, my, got my first Red Ring of Death. And then I was like, oh, shit. I, okay, I'll, I'll carry on playing for a bit and stuff. And I, you know, A couple of weeks passed, nothing else happened. I got another Red Ring of Death. And then I turned on Mass Effect and I was on... Uh, Novaria, the planet Novaria, where you encounter the Rachni Queen, mm. and I think what's her name, Matriarch something. I can't remember. Benezia, Matriarch oh. Benezia, um, and I remember I was in the boss battle, and it all froze, and the screen went black, and the red ring appeared, and I just thought, shit, <laughs> like that was it. And then I didn't have my Xbox now. Then again for like six more weeks while it was shipped away, oh, you know, repaired, just- came back. It was heartbreaking. It's just <laughs> gutting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was heartbreaking. My, my, mine yeah. died once. Yeah. Had to go to Amsterdam, I think it was, and got shipped off to. It had an Amsterdam good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, The original Xbox was just a time bomb, wasn't it? 
it was just waiting for it to happen essentially yeah basically yeah i mean and that's the thing was was mass effect a particularly taxing game for xbox 360 probably like it looked amazing. I mean, like the the red ring stuff it was mainly to do with the disk drive wasn't it it was a physical thing, it was it was like the what? it was the they oh, them overheating wasn't it yeah that's was the problem that explains it because then the 360 elites the elites that came out were mm. i mean they were they looked like stealth fighters they were like yeah. almost you know angular and covered with yeah That's covered with called, like yeah. um all the uh vent grills and like even, the fans were even noisier in the in the elites than they were in the in the previous version mm. um and woe betide anyone who bought the original 360 in a collector's edition like one of the ones with the sort of different skins because there was only so so much they do to those like mm. they wouldn't they wouldn't just replace them if they were you know, unless if you bought like a white one or a, or, the, or one of the black ones, they would literally just replace them. Mm. Whereas if you've got a collector's edition, they would always repair them. Yeah. And of course, the problem with repairs is that repairs tend repaired hardware like that tends to start getting a bit leaky, creaky. Yeah, my so, yeah. My, uh, my ex had the Halo one. Uh, yeah. I had the Halo one, the yeah, green yeah. one as well. That was one that bricked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Done. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. <laughs> so <laughs> first Mass Effect. Should we start at the start? I start at the start. Mass uh, I mean, it like like Russ says, does a lot of heavy lifting very fast. Um, sets the world beautifully. Gives you really. I mean, in the first twenty minutes of playing the game, you you are already aware of your place in that universe, mm. uh, how you operate. That there are there is a wider galaxy that you are a part of, and there is some unknowable threat that is beginning to rear its head mm. when you see Sovereign departing Eden Prime and everything trails perfectly mm. from that point onwards it's a woven story that is beautifully knitted together it's, it's fabulous yeah. what there are definitely yeah. issues with it as I mean, yeah. if you look at the changelog on the, um, the remastered edition thing I mean there are I think aside from sort of mechanical things to do with the gameplay like the pacing of it is a little bit like you get this great opening thing mm. It's like, oh my god, what's this huge threat? Okay, so um, if you just like to sort of bimble around on your own time for the next six or seven hours, do some shopping, make some friends, have a little dance, why don't you? Scan some of um, these fuckers as well, when, please. When, when you're ready, come back to the galaxy-threatening big bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's very true, isn't it? That, I mean, and that is the Citadel... Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah. you're talking about there, isn't it? Interesting. Like, that's 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 like just a classic RPG thing, isn't it? Like you know, Skyrim. Dragons are back! Holy shit! Um, I'm just going to take up leatherworking for a bit, actually, <laughs> and uh, tool around Tink. doing small jobs Tink. for various villages. Yeah, um, I think Bioware, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, they sort of snuggled into the RPG system like a little kitten, didn't they? They were mm-hmm. like, oh, it seemed to work in that previous game, so let's do that, but in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that, you know, um, basic supplies ended up being replaced with Omnigel, yeah. <laughs> which is like the only sort of refinement to things that they actually added into the sort of the gameplay loop, which was like, don't worry about having to worry about, you know, kind of elite crafting bits and this, you know, like sort of lesser crafting bits and magical crafting bits. It's just, it's just omni-gel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you literally can, like, omni-gel. You can rub omni-gel on a lock to open it. You can rub omni-gel yeah. on a gun to repair it. And you can rub omni-gel on your leg if you've been shot. Yeah. Yeah. 
How are you feeling? Stuff. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I feel covered in Omnigel. <laughs> uh, literally slick, like like Frank Reynolds, like covered in anti-back. <laughs> Slide across the floor. For me, the appeal... I've I've always had this fascination with the idea of a game where you can just go and do anything. So you can go to different planets and you can go and... And this felt like the first game you could do that. Oh, I tell a lie. I, I had I had Elite, the original Elite on the Amiga, and the appeal of that was that you could go and do those things. But it was mostly just, you are now travelling somewhere, you have now crashed into that thing because you don't know how to play the game properly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, this felt... This felt like there was stuff to do everywhere you went, despite the fact that, you know, the driving aspects of it was shit, but it still felt like there was stuff to do. So you, you'd drive around a desert and you'd come across like a like a, uh, a, a guard post and you'd, then you'd be able to get out and go and do it. And it just felt huge. Or you'd you, get eaten yeah. by a thresher more. Yeah. Which, to be fair, when you land on an alien world and the first thing you encounter is the sort of rumbling earthquake noise mm. and this massive, great, big you know, angry looking thing rears itself out of the ground and starts chasing you. Um, You know, it's very, it's, it's very cool and very compelling. I think, I think the thing that uh, the the big appeal for me for Mass Effect was it was the first, it was the first game that, that, that put you in the, in the role of a ship's captain, if you like, and actually made you feel like you were in charge of that. You know, when you Mm. would walk down the corridor in the first Mass Effect, like, you know, guards at their post would salute as you walked past and you'd go down onto the, the engineering deck and you would, you would be roaming around and people would almost, you know, it, like characters would stop and, you know, kind of check you out as you were walking past. And obviously they refined this so well over the next couple Tom, of games as well. The problem I've got is every time you bring this up, all that goes through my head is your, your commander shepherd uh, slash fiction. <laughs> So like every time you're like, and you'd go down to the engineering and go, oh, it's fub rub time, I see. Yeah, fub rub yeah. time, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some guy with a clipboard. Everyone, everyone's yeah. that, that, that was, it was quite well realised, wasn't it? The way that you were the, so you didn't yeah. like, you didn't fly the ship yourself. You gave orders as to where you go. And hmm. Joker does the flying. He's the pilot. Yeah. You went to the CIC map and mm-hmm. you brought up the universe map and you would be like, we need to go over here. Let's go to... Navaria or Vermeer or wherever you were going, you know, and eventually Ilos and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, it, and it did, you felt like you were directing the operators, mm. even mm. though you were sort of almost being railroaded at points, you know, by the plot, it did feel like you were kind of confronting things. I mean, the, the best bit for me, I mean, spoiler, um, is the way that they do the bait and switch, mm. you know, the geth are who you believe are the, the big bad here you know uh, an unknowable sort of synthetic army that is kind of you know making railroads into um citadel territory and kind of you know fucking shit up it's only as the power behind the big bad becomes you know the knowing the actual enemy when you uncover the reapers and sovereign and what he's what he's there to to try and start that mm-hmm. you know the game gathers this kind of urgency and pace especially and i love the way it's reinforced by the fact that no one believes shepherd no one believes that's what saren is trying to do mm. saren you know saren and the geth they're, they're the ones you think are actually in charge but then you realize that it's this lovecraftian you know sort of horrendous unknowable unfathomable uncomprehensible incomprehensible yeah. sorry and you know sort of enemy that 
I mean, I it's terrifying. Whoever had the balls to go space lobsters, yeah. that's the big baddie. Lobsters, maybe cuttlefish, but that's what terrifying. we're going for. It, it works. <laughs> they look brilliant. Yeah. The, they are um, brilliant. Sarans are great bad guy as well. Yeah, Eden has a classic yeah. little moment of um, sort of uh, redemption at the end, doesn't mm. he? Yeah. If Before you, you play your cards, off. if you play your cards right, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, if you you can actually get him, you, you don't even have to fight him, do you? I think you can actually get him to to kill himself and then sovereign resurrect. Him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you still have to have the, the main boss fight, but yeah, you can kind of com- convince him to come to his senses. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, it's so good. It is so good. I, so, so Sovereign, I remember being, I remember being absolutely obsessed with that moment on Vermeer where you've you've battled your way through, you know, with the Solarian Strike Force, you and them of sort of the commandos, you know, with that wonderful rousing speech on the beach, um, and you guys yeah. sort of make your way through, and you eventually get to a, a beacon, a, or at least a replica of one of the beacons, and all of a sudden, boom, that big red hologram of, so- of Sovereign appears. And he, yeah. and and that's that immortal line. You know, you exist because we allow it, and you will end because, and you're you we will you will die because we demand it, or something like mm. that. And it's this really chilling, you know, kind of moment. And then Joker gets on the radio and says something massive has just broken Atmo and has turned like literally on a dime and is heading straight towards us. And it's like fuck me, that thing is coming for us, you know. And it, it's really dramatic and really well done. And then, of course, the boring person on your party dies. <laughs> you yeah, know, in the, Caden. Always Caden. Caden. Always Caden. No, I can actually. What, the space racist? Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 Caden is so boring. Yeah. I, I always... And, I, like, I don't even feel bad about it now. Caden, time to die, mate. Off you pop. <laughs> oh, I know she's on. a space racist, mate, but you're just... You've got no personality, so... Thanks. Yeah, it takes all sorts to, t- to make a world, Kate. And unfortunately, you are the the licorice tube. <laughs> like you're going in the pot. Ashley's like you can, the- also. You can, if you particularly want to, you can kill Ashley later. Mm. True. So that's you know that's always an option. How much later do you mean in Mass Effect Three? I think you can. You, kill, you there's a a path you can go down in Mass Effect Three that you end up getting into a huge argument with her and. You shoot her because she tries to. I think she threatens Anderson or something. I can't remember. She threatens someone and you shoot her. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, they, if you go down that particular route, she's the, she's the spectre assigned to guard someone who it turns out is already under the Reaper's indoctrination, and she she she's a spectre by this point, isn't she? So she's. I, I honestly can't remember. No. I don't, I don't think I've ever actually done it, but I know you can. You can end up killing Ashley. It's such a good introduction to the universe because the fact that you're following the first human to become a spectre Mm. says everything about how young the human race is compared to these other races. Yeah, it's been like a couple of hundred years or something, hasn't it? Since Was it? It's like the moon of Pluto turns out to be a a, a mass relay. Yeah, Yeah, it's Chiron, isn't it? Yeah, they they defrost it. As like a sci-fi hook, it's all built. Like the only... They've managed to keep the complete scientific bollocks down to just one thing, that mm. there's this element zero, yeah. which is, of course, 
complete piffle, but there has to be something complete piffle that you can buy. Apart from that, it's all sort of relatively... Like, if you can accept that, there's nothing in it that's too crazy, sci-fi-wise. Mm. It's all sort of fairly reasonable. And they, they do a really good job of kind of explaining everything. So the way the drives work, the weapons work, the artificial gravity, they kind of have a reason for everything. With a lot of them, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, you um, plate it with Element Zero, and then it works. <laughs> Element but Zero and Omnigel. Element Zero and Omnigel. Yeah. yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It's a very good point, actually. It's almost again, it's that kind of unknowable thing. Although it does raise questions about the sort of um, you know whether or not the people in charge of the galaxy are necessarily the safe pair of hands because they're kind of like, oh, okay, so we found this big floating cylinder, you know, which opens up. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll call that the Citadel. We'll, we'll set up our governments on it. We'll bring those people here. We'll we'll live on it and stuff like that. You know. Oh look, there's these like insectoid things with backpacks and radios on that are trying to make us as comfortable as possible. It's it's probably all fine. Like you know, let's just let's just settle in here. This will be the heart of the government now, and let's you know start opening relays and things and having a look yeah, around. Yeah, it's a little and... bit like so. So sorry, what you you just found it? Yeah, a complete self-sustaining colossal space station, ideally optimized to sustain life like you know buildings and so whole a whole city on there already yeah. no one alive in it and your first yeah. thought was yeah we'll just we'll have that then <laughs> since, uh, since i'm sure i'm sure that nothing at all sinister happened to the previous civilization that yeah. lived here. i think it, they've just left and it sits at the heart of the entire network of mass relays with the ability to control some of them from this you know it's all it's all very convenient. Although, of course, they uh, the vast majority of them believe that it's the Protheans that built it, isn't mm. it? The, the previous race that were killed by the by the by the Reapers in the previous cycle. Mm. Um, I like that. The I like that the the enmity between the Turians and the humans is set up simply like. Um, you know, citadel government policy is we don't open uncharted mass relays anymore. Mm. Not after what happened with the Rachni Wars and all that. You know, we don't do that anymore. And so human, humanity is cut off in their little solar system, opens up their mass relay. They open, you know, come through into Turian space. Yeah. The Turians don't think, oh, intelligent life. Like, you know, let's welcome them. No, let's start a war. And so basically, like, you know, it basically st- ends up with these two, you know, the humans and the, the Turians arming for war for the mm. Sistel Council to suddenly go, oh, what's going on over there? And the Turians are like, oh, we just found some race. We're, don't worry, we're going to annihilate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they opened a relay. They, they, we'll handle this, don't worry. Yeah, it's against the law, you know, and they're mm. just like, you know, you love the idea that the Asari are like, yeah, but, but they don't know it's against the law. Let's... They will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. Briefly, they will. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But I mean, you know, I love that the Normandy itself is a is a joint venture between Turian and humans. And it's, you know, almost like a, uh, it's a reconciliation that mm. they've built this thing together. And again, scientifically, you know, it's, its core is a massive element zero core with with very advanced venting and mm. heat sinks so it stores all of its thermal energy until it can discharge it you know somewhere stealthy yeah, so right. it doesn't they've have a heat signature they've, they've thought about all that stuff so stuff like yeah static electricity build up and heat build up in mm. a in a spaceship in a vacuum is something that they, they have to be considered and how the uh, like how the weapons work they're like little um linear 
magnetic accelerators, aren't they? Mm. So the, the, like the bullets it fires are actually just a f- couple of atoms scraped off this block of titanium or something that get super accelerated out, which is why there's no ammo. It's just the, the cooldown. Yeah that's, that, that, yeah, that's very cool. I'd forgotten that that's what they do. Mm. They are. They're almost like mass drivers, aren't they? They kind of like, yeah. you know, like you say, fling those things at. Like it's almost super, super heated, super fast particles just being... <laughs> Even the even like the, the display, like it it, I think it fades away a bit in the second mm. two games. But they they do try and come up with a reason for all the the holographic displays and things. They're not they're not actually there. They're sort of projected into a chip mm. attached to your retina or something. Yeah, that's interesting. And you have little um, you have little implants in your fingertips that are little haptic feedback things. So when you press a button that isn't actually there, you get this little zzz in your finger, so you know you've felt something. Nice. I like that. I love the. I love the thought of that sort of future. So, of course, for me, Mass Effect is is less memorable for its characters. Ironically, mm. the but the largest story is what I remember from the first game. Yeah, which I think shows you how the series began to yeah, change. I think the, the second one is when the characters get really engaging. Mm. Second's all about the characters. Like mm. it's it's the the suicide mission. Like they don't, they don't beat around the bush with it as well. They say this is a suicide mission. You're probably you're not, probably not going to make it back from this, and it's about your relationship with your crew. Like that is the central core of this. You're working for the bad guys as well as for most of it. Mm. On the Normandy yeah. SR two, yeah. Well, you, you don't. You don't bigger Normandy. <laughs> you don't really know they're bad guys, except they're yeah. very obviously bad guys. The boss is a creepy Bond villain who Called stares into the. Man. <laughs> Part of a dying star all the time. I mean, yeah. he's pretty obviously a baddie. Yeah, a lot of bells. Smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he is. He is Martin Sheen, though. So that's that's, that's Michael pretty Sheen. Badass. Michael, I always get those two fucking. It's Martin Sheen. Martin yeah. Sheen. Yeah. Martin Sheen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You you have to you have to. Yeah, the, the elusive man is a lot harder to take seriously if you've seen Grace and Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to admire Bioware for kind of going into the second game and thinking. Do you know what? We can do a lot of this a lot better now. And actually, the Normandy was kind of half the size that we were kind of planning to do. So I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to call Do Over. We're going to kill Shepard. We're going to destroy the Normandy, thus setting up the enemy for the game. And then we're going to shunt forward by two years. One of my absolutely, though, all-time favourite intros to a game. Just absolutely brilliant. Like, as the normal yeah, because apart. it's yeah. one of those ones I, I love in games where you see an area that you recognise, but it's in a completely different way. So Dead Space Two did this a lot, for example, when it, they they captured the um, they picked up the ship in the space she, station, the Ishimura. Yeah, and you're going through it, and it's got like all the uh, the sheets on the walls and stuff like that. Um, this is that basically like you, you everything about the normandy looks really familiar except it's being torn to shit so you've got this this daring rescue of like your crew like or leading all the way to rescuing joker at the, the front and then yeah he dies in the most intro to a james bond fit film way as well which is in the sense that you could have cut to like a, a james bond intro at that point with yeah silhouettes of like, women with guns and stuff yeah tv but instead you actually take a journey through his battered shattered body as he it's rebuilt dies in the least commander shepherd way ever as well he does but it's nightmare fuel tv exactly. tropes has it as yeah. nightmare fuel imagine 
they, they, they actually say yeah. like so his armor is is you know rated for um zero g mm. and for um x x so what is it you know being outside the ship basically mm. you can be outside the ship so first of all he's suffocating as he's going down and you see him breaking atmosphere and yeah. burning up so you know the in tv tropes are like you've got to wonder how much of him is actually intact by the time they find it and actually how much of him is is going to be rebuilt mm. you know the the they say the idea is probably that that remains what's left of him is effectively like kind of dog food inside this mm. armor at least what's left of it and that's what's recovered and rebuilt you know yeah it's, i mean that is probably complete bollocks really isn't it being able to just resurrect a person well yeah actually Dan well, they, even, mentioned they that. even call it project lazarus yeah i mean mm. <laughs> Dan's just mentioned that me2's intro sequence is great but killing commander shepherd uh, then bringing him back to life with jumping the shark a bit yeah i mean like, as as far as elaborate ways of giving the option to update their face a bit mm. go it's it's quite ridiculous also the like- cracks on his face really irritate me <laughs> Yeah, but I do well, like... You, you, you've got to go around being nice to everybody, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to heal yourself. But I do like that if you, you know, if you go Paragon, like literally your face cracks, there's light pouring from sides of your face that your eyes go bright red yeah. like the Terminator. And- <laughs> Even though they're like, you know, doing the Renegade options, it's not that you're evil, except you do turn into a horrendous demonic cyborg yeah. and all your friends die. But yeah. no, don't think of it as the evil option. It's mm. just the more impetuous, hasty yeah. it's option. Not, it's not quite as annoying as Fable, whereas if you do one thing wrong, all of a sudden you start like, and ah, now you're an evil cunt. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they literally, every what? time you walk into <laughs> yeah. a village, they see you and they yeah. go, boo! <laughs> that was an accident, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the yeah. wrong button, okay? Leave me the alone. Times, the times in Red Dead Redemption, I've yeah. hit the wrong button, and then 45 minutes later, I'm still being pursued by the law. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see Red Dead Online shotgunned a horse in the face in the middle of town once genuinely accidentally yeah <laughs> um, but it was such like a beautiful like, just straight in the face of this horse it's really horrifying uh, Red Dead Online is uh, going to game Xbox Game Pass I think wow so we, we, we could should get together and do some Grand Theft Horses mm-hmm. Grand Theft Horses very nice um, so I really liked in Mass Effect the loyalty missions. I liked that there was the the, the almost the more seedy as mm. as you were working for Cerberus, the more seedy side of the universe was revealed to us. Mm. Um, yeah, through that space station, which the name always escapes me. Can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Someone, remember. someone on the comments must remember what the name of the space station is. That's is it like the Omega Station, something like Omega that. Omega Relay. That you oh, it's the Omega Relay, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is that, is that uh, where they're based? I yeah, they're right that. next. To, basically, yeah. that I think the it might actually be the Omega. It might be Omega. It might just be called Omega, mm. and then the Omega Relay is there as well. But oh, I so love that. I saw the galaxy. Minuteman Station. Minuteman Station. Mm. No, I don't think no. so. No. I, I, but I, I love that it's you know it's literally the ragtag team that you put together. You know everything. It, also, it does a, make a lot more as like a privateer. It makes more sense that you can assemble your crew just by going. Yeah, I met this guy. Seems all right. He's on the crew now, mm. which you could also apparently do in the alliance military. Dan says Omega. Omega. The Omega. Yeah, yeah. So it was Omega. He also yeah. says, uh, "I thought they did the Commander Shepard resurrection thing in order to have an in-game explanation to resurrection in a Mass Effect MMO." Which is a miracle they've never done that, by the way. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a universe ripe for the picking, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah. I mean, but you know, they wanted a bigger they wanted a bigger Normandy, mm. so you have to bigger kind of Normandy. destroy the first yeah. one. Bigger, bigger Normandy. Yeah. Cerberus apparently has the funding to not only resurrect humans, also mm. has the money to build existing, cutting edge, probably top secret, you know, stealth vessels twice it's the size. A, it's a bit Galaxy Quest, isn't it? Like we we brought you here and we've put you in the exact same situation as before. Yeah, yeah. The collectors are the collectors are a good enemy. I think the collectors are quite good. Quick quick side note: I watched Galaxy Quest again a couple weeks ago. It's fucking really brilliant. Up. It's still it's fucking brilliant. It is yeah. absolutely amazing. I watched Sigourney as well. Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen are superb. And Alan Rickman's brilliant. <clears throat> we should well. add that to the list of things we want to do love letters. And, uh, Definitely. It's it's such a fucking great film. It is. It, 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 it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. The aliens are still funny as well. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect mm. 2, the Reaper threat is developed even more. Mm. I think yeah, but like they they do a nice job of sort of keeping it on the back burner as well, mm. don't they? It's not they the big threat, except it turns out it was. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's really kind of. It turns out that the whole collector thing is just sort of a ploy by the Reapers, isn't it, to soften us up a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So they've been abducting colonists human colonists in their thousands hundreds mm. of thousands liquid liquefying them that and is, pouring that is them. pretty intense if you if you, you dawdle yeah it's um yeah if, if you're not if you're not a good enough person it's yeoman chambers isn't it she gets she gets blended in front of you and yeah. sucked up a tube if you don't it's so there's a there's a point where there's a point where you go onto a dead reaper and you try and get to its element zero core, which is where you encounter Legion. Mm. And I think it's soon after that, I think it's the next main story campaign, you know, not like a, a loyalty quest or anything like that. It's the main mission after that is the one where um, the Normandy gets boarded mm. by collectors and they, they steal everyone. And it's like, you've got the option to finish up a few more uh, loyalty missions if you do it, but you, you can't do too much because if you don't get yeah, there in time... It's been too long. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get liquefied. I mean, I think, to be honest, the only bad part of Mass Effect 2 is the criminally piss-easy fight against the what they refer to as the Reaper Lava, which um, is the, kind the baby of... The Reaper. Which is a very creepy, um, human-esque-looking mm. weird thing, which, you know, loads of people have done that concept art that kind of shows the the body of how it might sit in the in the general you know the actual reaper form that would probably be made afterwards and you start to get this kind of sense that reapers reapers are made from races they're like organic machines in some way shape or form but again still you don't really really know what's going on with them until until at the very end when the collector general is beaten the base is their base is either destroyed or given to cerberus and you suddenly have that scene outside of the Milky Way galaxy of all the Reapers reactivating. Like, and there are hundreds mm. of them, hundreds of them, and they are all slowly moving towards the Milky Way. I do remember that little moment of being like, Jesus Christ, like we are, we are getting into something massive here. Like the next game has a lot, <laughs> a lot to cash. It really does. 
Daniel says ME2's story is a bit of a step back after ME1. The collector plot has literally zero impact on ME3 due to the changes they made to the story development. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it it kind of does, but I think it, it does it does a better job of like you don't feel like you're just tooling around while there's some huge threat that you should be reacting urgently to. Mass Effect Two is Mass Effect Two is my favourite. I mean, it's um, I love the we're getting the band back together. Like it's Blues Brothers in space, where you've got to go visit like a variety <laughs> of people that you've never really met before, but you feel like uh, they're going to be useful for this particular purpose. The Garrus, and it has the yeah. all-time best moment of yeah. the entire trilogy in it, of yeah. course. Which is, which is where you uh, do the Archangel mission. Oh my God! Yes, see who it is at the end. Yeah, because do, do they? I can't remember. Do they not let you know that it's Garrus? You don't. You don't know until the end. Too. Fucking amazing! Just yeah. I do. I do remember Garrus is fucking and Batman, and you yeah. Takes like, hi, I'm cool and sexy now. Yeah. I've got a scar <laughs> and a sniper rifle, and I'm fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and they do do the sort of like you know the Rick and Morty heist team don't they yeah. every time Shepard rides up there oh Shepard you son of a bitch son of I'm a bitch in. I'm in <laughs> I'm in <laughs> but I, I like that the whole the whole point of it is it's it's character maintenance you, you've got to try and keep them all alive basically by making them get on and work as a team and to mm. do that you've got to do the backstories you've got to ask the right questions you've got to interject in the right arguments and say the right things because otherwise one of them is going to die because they won't trust the other person really yeah. really or, or a whole bunch of them if you really get it wrong you can yeah. like that last mission you can lose your whole team yeah. and then die and it's particularly heartbreaking because this is in my opinion the best team you put together yeah yeah i'd agree i would definitely agree i think yeah. it's got a wonderful range of characters i mean you've got um you've got jack mm-hmm. uh the convict <clears throat> but unbelievably powerful um psychic, i can't remember what yeah. they call them are they psychic what are no, they biotics biotics, biotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah she's she's amazing she's one of my favorite characters of the lot um you know it's great to have garris back yeah. it's great tally one of my favorite characters um who yeah is criminally underdeveloped in the first game gets a lot more focus on her as a, as a sort of a a growing entity. Um, and Liara is completely missing at that point. Um, Who's the, um, the Asari that's, that's on the team. I've forgotten her name. She's. (sighs) I can't. She's like, she's a member of an order, isn't she? She's a member of a a sort of a protective order of Asari. Oh fuck. What's her name? Uh, I know her daughter's name. Her daughter's name is Morinth. I think, isn't it? Morinth. Who you can actually, you can kill. Oh, Samara. There you, go. Yeah, you yeah. can kill. You can actually have Morinth kill Samara. You, and you, Morinth you take have to her kill place. one of them, don't you, at one point? Yeah. I do think Liara is preferable to. Yeah, I'd rather have Liara. Yeah, Li- Liara's yeah. cool. I felt very bad for cheating on Liara when she shows up. Who did you cheat on Liara with? I can't remember. Hmm. It must have been. Miranda? I can't remember. So I, I, I was. It was a female shepherd. So it must have been one of the guys, because you couldn't. Uh, they wasn't Jacob opened was up it? the options as much. <coughs> wasn't Jacob. No, Jacob's was too busy with his sex bot. No, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. I don't know. I can't remember. To be honest. He he suffers from the Caden problem of just being a, a bit too boring. He's just the sort of the standard issue human, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going like, to try and not uh, spend as much you know, time talking Jacob, to me in the next. You're, you're hot and all, but this guy over here has got tentacles, mm. so I just don't think you can compete with that. <laughs> so, I mean, you're okay, but you're not Thane. Like, yeah, oh, Thane. Yeah, that voice, Thane. the voice again. Like, what a challenge to the to the designers. Mm. Right, we need a really super sexy assassin. Yeah. Oh, and he's a frog. <laughs> Get on it. Oh, challenge yeah, Thane, Thane's yeah. voice. Like Thane could do. Like the CBBB's book at bedtime, and have have all the mums in a tizzy, <laughs> more so than Chris Evans or Tom Hardy, who yeah. always reads it just a little bit underwhelmingly, for my liking. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love Thane. Thane is one of my favourite characters in the whole thing. Like and he's got a great because like he's got a terminal illness, hasn't yeah. he? Like he's, yes. he's got this great sort of air of. Like just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He he's trying to uh, atone for his sins, isn't he? Mm. Basically, essentially trying to save his son yeah. from walking the same path as him. Yeah, his son's name is Coliat. 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 Can't remember. No idea. Yeah. I'm really yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting the, like Thane. What Thane's got that great mission where you go up uh, like a skyscraper, mm. and it's just a really excellent action sort of gunplay mission that's yeah. really good yeah you do fight a lot against a lot more kind of mercenary outfits like twin sons yeah is it twin sons and the, stuff the, like there are like all three these or four aren't yeah. they rival merc outfits that who are just like they're all cannon fodder you don't have to feel remotely bad about <laughs> yeah. mowing these rockers down. not even once no <laughs> um dead dead dead, <laughs> dead. amazing dead. gunplay it felt it felt just so good like the the when even like reloading feels great when you fire the, the cartridge out and like the, the red hot cartridge out and then you, all the different types of ammunition as well just awesome it was a smart choice yeah. actually to get rid of the growing thermal you know sort of like bum, 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 and then you have to wait for a little bit bum, 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 that's bum, gone you know? gone in the legendary edition as well uh, exactly yeah, yeah. well I, they, I, they change it to thermal clips don't mm, they so they yes. still keep the fiction of it being heat management yeah but what it effectively means is you've got this many shots and then you have to reload yeah so yeah. it's still effectively the, the, your standard ammo thing doesn't feel environmentally friendly though just you know Heat vent, well, heat firing out or, red hot chunks of tungsten all over the place. Like yeah. Thermal clips, <laughs> just you get some. Yeah, really, like the, the, the yeah, overheating yeah. thing. I think they apparently they've they've tweaked the the overheating mechanic in the mm-hmm. first one for the Legend Edition because it was it was a little bit like, all right, you just got to sit behind a box for a good minute or so now while your gun cools down. Yeah, it really padded it, didn't it? Really yeah. did. Oh, the Geth, the Geth get a really good um, kind of development in this one, don't they? Legion um, properly develops the Geth and actually explains to you that all those Geth that you were mowing down, like the, mm. the evil Geth, they're actually a they're, they're a tiny fraction of the Geth collective, which actually is a very nice bunch of people that just want... Yeah, they're actually just a bunch of renegade nutters, aren't they? Mm. They're like religious fanatics. The the, the Geth's equivalent of like the religious fanatics, basically, that believe that the the Reapers are the old machines, the epitome of of AI perfection, isn't it? Or something Mm. like that. And they... they, Yeah, I I like Legion. I like the fact that Legion is something like... And someone... Please correct me. He's either eleven thousand mm. geth in one body, or he's what over a thousand mm. geth in one body. I can't remember which yeah, one like, it is. Like, so, like a geth is not the. He's a platform, isn't he? Mm. He is. He is host to a bunch of 
individual copies of the Geth entity yeah. program or whatever you want to call it constantly trying to come to some sort of I, I love the idea that they're all arguing in there like you know to come to some sort of consensus on what mm. their next actions are going to be he's badass though mm. if a little stalkery considering he has somehow gotten his hands on a piece of Shepard's old end yeah the fact, like you can imagine him like <sighs> snipping off a bit of her hair in the middle of the night or something yeah. it's a little bit yeah. creepy yeah the sort of the end the end's of that particular arc is very cool. You have to sort of decide whether or not you're going to, you end up with the option to end up basically wiping out the entire Geth civilization. You do. Yeah. Mm. Or pissing off Tally a bit. If you don't, you end up, they, they come to your aid in the big battle at the end. Things like that. I can't, I still can't get past that moment where, I mean, to get the good ending, Legion sacrifices himself. Yeah. He says something like remote upload is impossible. I have to go back to the collective and literally kills that that entity and tally says something like you know you are your first kind asked a question you know am i i think it's am i alive Hmm. she says the answer is yes and he goes i know tally um you know and he calls her tally for the first time rather than creator or so i can't remember what he calls her at the time it's really hard and the music is of course that wonderful theme that it permeates through all of the games Except for in the oh, third game, where they fucking bought all the, the the piano score. I wasn't so much a oh, fan really? of actually in you the third one. Yeah, I, I like that bit. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't like the. <laughs> my uh, should have been. <laughs> my car in Forza sounds like a Reaper. Like you can, you can the car horn when you like when you drive past. This is amazing. <laughs> That's badass though. That noise, like yeah. in that in so the, the I mean the the intro passage uh, of uh, mass effect three as the reapers you know invade earth i mean yeah. as they, you know they're sort of walking mm. through the sea on their tentacles mm. and where, stuff. where are you you're in like um where is it that first city is it like toronto or somewhere mm. i feel i feel like it's london i feel like it's meant to oh, be london's london. the end oh london's it? the end you go the end. up the, Good memory. the glowy thing you're like an alliance hq aren't you right? the, the the kid isn't it You've got to be chasing the kid. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember much about Mass Effect 3. Uh, got some comments, by the way. If oh, cool, man. Interested. Uh, Dan says he was hoping Russ was going to say headbutting a Krogan was the best moment in uh, in Mass Effect 2. That is quite cool. Or, or punching out that reporter for the second time in a row. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack says Samara Morinth is the choice, I think. Yeah, yeah. they're the two, aren't they? Yeah, Duncan's on board now. He's asking mm-hmm. questions. Uh, Kolyat is indeed... Um, Thane's son um, Marinth was an Ardat Yakshi I can't remember this Jack again can't remember what uh, Samara was part of I can remember I, it, it picked if she's a Justicar that's it yeah it uh, into my head. Like the, the older one goes has gone a bit nuts hasn't yeah. she and is going around killing people uh, no her daughter so Samara mm. is Morinth's mother yeah so Morinth is the one going around killing everyone. Yeah, she basically, if she melds with someone, she destroys their nervous system. Um, according to Jack, it's 1,183 programs in well, Legion. So it's, it's over 1,000. Yeah. Well, good, and good and yeah. Dork of the Evening goes too. Yeah. <laughs> it's is Dork 11, of Every 11, Evening. I love 11, it. 1,138. <laughs> 83. Oh, 83. Yeah. I was going to say that's almost close to George Lucas's 1138. So and he says then, very and close. He, he asked Tally if he has a soul. 
if he has a soul good oh, memory gosh, yeah that's it yeah the answer but is yes that and Morden's death oh my god uh, Morden's death just gets me singing um no, Gilbert HMS Sullivan Pin- uh, yeah HMS Pinafore yeah. is it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, oh yeah, so by Sir Gilbert and Sullivan yeah. opera isn't it? Uh, and musical Duncan says, "Isn't it Montreal?" <clears throat> He's never played. Uh, is that what's in Ass Effects, Duncan? Like, yeah. it, like <laughs> no clue. Um, and he asks, "Are the Reapers still the machines from the Butlerian Jihad in June?" No clue. I don't, I don't know what the Butlerian no. Jihad no. are. No, no. I like in Mass Effect Three mm. that you actually get an explanation for where the Reapers come from. Mm. I have to admit, though, I did find that explanation to be misplaced. It's almost like we don't need to know. Like, what, so what's, I can't remember that. What's the deal there? What so the, Le- the Leviathan race that you you can meet in one of the expansions, um, are they created the Reapers mm. to effectively safeguard life against... I think it was it, it was an AI created to work out how to best protect organic life, and the AI I think went renegade because yeah. it realised I mean, clearly that the these best people way... have never seen any science fiction because yeah. creating an AI to work out the best way to protect human life only always ever ends yeah. in one thing. So the Leviathan are are immense, like huge beings that live at the in the very almost like oceanic core of this um this planet that you visit and they are they have natural indoctrination fields that they they can generate so basically the reapers built themselves like uh, they i think they they killed they turned on the leviathan they killed most of them and harbinger was the first reaper to be created in the image of the Leviathan, which is why they look like these kind of underwater creatures, is that they are based on their original um, kind of owners. The I thing think is, played, so is, is that in a DLC? I don't think I've it is. That. Yeah, it's. A, it's. A, I think it's called Mass Effect Three Leviathan. I think it's the, the download. Uh, the DLC is called Leviathans. But when you get the pack, you'll be able to play that because it'll be part of it. Yeah, it's, it's it? well worth a watch because it's actually quite. It's quite haunting. Actually, suddenly coming face to face with a. You know, this is this is actually the last. I think this the last three Leviathan still left alive after the Reapers killed them all. But they've been existing there for millennia, like just mm-hmm. hiding in the in the in the right. sea. Actually, something um, else quite good about the 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 legendary edition with the DLC. They've apparently they've, they've woven the DLC content into the story a bit more naturally as well. Nice. So you won't just like, oh, suddenly here's all this stuff. It's like they'll introduce things a bit earlier. There's a load Ooh, of DLC I still haven't played. DLC weapons and things, you'll be able to like get them in shops and stuff. I, I didn't play... The DLC would have come in. I, I completed Mass Effect 3 before the DLC came out, and I just kind of left it at that. So I, haven't I, love, I love that you now get Citadel. Uh, yeah, and which is apparently fucking amazing. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the perfect swan song. Mm. Um, and almost, I, I, I think I said on the last pod, actually, mm. <clears throat> I actually quite like playing through Citadel as my ending and yeah. just being like that last moment is, is the ending just yeah. as they all look at each other, they're yeah. off to fight the Reapers and they may be going to live and they may be going to die. And I'm quite happy to leave it at that point. Yeah. 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 I agree. Mass Effect three. I mean, it's like, it plays so well. Like once again, the gun plays good. You, you genuinely feel powerful like you genuinely feel like when you hit something you, you're really hitting something as well mm. like because the first one you can hit things with isn't it that you actually control it you actually got ah. control of the air um yeah and your omni tool generally feels awesome 
but you give up a lot of just didn't feel like they knew where to go with it yeah what, with number three yeah there was a lot there was a lot going on they had mm. that multiplayer side they had the war assets yeah. mechanic which which i quite liked to sort of show how you're you were affecting the war effort, yeah. if you like like if you if you met up if you saved the ratnai queen in the first mass effect yeah you encounter her later in number three i yes. think yeah and, and ratnai ratnai workers yeah. they joined they joined the um the the effort to build the um catalyst oh uh, that, that's always such a fun mental image as well yeah as well <laughs> like, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I, I, I quite liked all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, if you recruited Zaid Massini again, it would sort of say, you know, he would add like a massive chunk of points. They're like, you know, you've got this badass mercenary on your side now. Yeah. And the, and if you managed to settle the um, the Geth and what are they called? The migrant fleet. What, they, what are they? Me. What's the race? What are they? Tallies. Oh, God. Quarians. Quarians. That's it. Yeah, with the yeah, you would you know you get the Geth armed forces and the Quarians both join your you know yeah. and that's that kind of pushes you over the limit to kind of get because it opens. I think the the better prepared you are when you go into the last mission from a war asset point of view, the more likely you are to be able to open up the other coloured light effects for the yeah. ending. If you know what I mean, like I think yeah, one I of, think that's that's the thing that's like the, the, the I think the concepts of the endings the control synthesis destroy options mm. i think fundamentally they're pretty good options but you don't really there's not enough mm. you don't see enough and basically is you get a different color explosion it's pretty much the difference so what is it the, it's yellow all that for, effort you put into different things what is it it's yellow for it's yellow for synthesis Blue for control, I think red for destroy, isn't it? I think synthesis is green, I think. Synthesis is green, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah that's that, they all have like cybernetic implants suddenly. Yeah, it, it, does, it goes a little things. bit weird at the end, doesn't it? Everyone has like green tattoos all over them, and yeah, mm. it's, it's really strange though because the, the control one is basically Shepard becoming the controlling AI of the entire Reaper fleet. And yeah. helping to rebuild the entire Mass Effect relay and the Citadel and everything, and we're supposed to be okay with the fact that Shepard has become the Reapers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, um, it's not. It's not like the good ending, is it? The, the, no. The, I mean, the, the biggest <clears throat> issue is that there isn't a particularly satisfying ending. No, because it all seems so. It all just, I mean, it is, it's so, I mean, you know, I know there are more than two choices, but it is so binary. It's just a, it's like a, well, you've come to the end and. Here's shit choice one and shit choice two. Yeah. Yeah. You die. Yeah. You sort of die and mm. you probably die. Because yeah. in Destroy, I know that all the Reapers explode and they find Shepard's body somewhere, mm. but he he moves just at yeah the end, he has like a, he? he moves like a hand or something yeah. i want to say a thumbs up but that's terminator 2 isn't it <laughs> um so just yeah very strange very yeah. i mean really odd choice i mean they did sort of try to repair some of that damage and, and but by that point the memes had already taken over and also if this is your artistic vision then this is your artistic vision 
I might not agree with it, but I shouldn't be able to sway you to say that you should change it in any way, shape, or form. I don't. I don't, I don't mind the ending. Mm. It's the what comes after the ending mm. just feels a little bit limp for all. Which is you've spent two games now, three games at that point, just making choices in a in a way that you feel that you want your character to develop, and then you get to an end, and it's basically you've got a shit sandwich where the shit is the content or a shit sandwich where the shit is the bread. Like, I don't, it's, I don't yeah. like the idea that you have to choose how you're going to sacrifice yourself mm. to save humanity. I think that, that fits for Shepard. Yeah. I think Shepard would do that, obviously. But you end up... It, it's not just sacrificing Shepard, though, is it? Like, you're sacrificing other things, other people as well. And... I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me. Just doesn't. Just I, I doesn't agree with like that. Me. It didn't. It didn't sit right with me either. Yeah. I thought the the conversation with the catalyst was, mm. well, you know, everyone's dying in space around you, mm. fight, you know, fighting a lost, uh, a very nearly lost battle against. That's the a bit hokey, isn't it? Mm. And you're having a conversation with the with a digital representation of a child doing that whole kind of. I thought this form would be more pleasing for mm. you while we discuss yeah. the philosophy behind why we're massacring everyone every 50,000 years or so. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think, I think the, the travesty of the whole thing, which we probably mm. should mention at least once mm. is that after that, the next game basically kind of went, it's mass effect, but it's not in the same galaxy. It's mm. just, it's mass effect in all, but in all, but name really, you know what I mean? It's it, well in nothing, nothing but name well the, um, I mean, the the ending of mass effect 3 completely prevented there being essentially a mass effect 4 there was literally mm. no way they could do it unless it was somehow entirely separated and, and considering the, the intro is humans don't really have a, a seat at the table at the moment as well so like there isn't really a way you could go back and do like before Mass Effect because then you're losing all the things that make like Commander Shepard Commander Shepard as well. Hmm. But yeah. And so you get yeah. Ryder. Yeah. Is it Ryder? Ryder the Ranger? Or what? I can't remember what he is. I, I've been hmm. barely got a clue of it's, what was it's, going it's, on. You choose the brother or sister, don't you? The other one stays in stasis. Yeah, I've, I've honestly only got like three missions into it. It just. There's something about it that's just so lackluster. It's so it's, it came out with with some serious stink on it, didn't it? Because because it yeah. looked shit when it came out. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they they went and improved it. Uh, Cyberpunk. I hope you're taking note. They went and improved it. They 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 did everything they needed to. But the problem was, it was just still really boring, in my opinion. Like you you went down to planets. And it was like, you have the freedom to go and explore this planet and go do all these kind of things. And you'd be like, okay, so I've got to drive from here and I've got to spend 10 minutes driving to the other side of this and stuff might happen in between, um, but it'll be the same stuff over and over again. I can never really feel like I get anywhere. And when I do eventually get somewhere, it'll be a fairly boring side quest. Hmm. Like It just it was a constant succession of that. Um, you... I didn't particularly like anyone in it either. I thought I thought it was full of like really unlikable characters. I will say, yeah, it just wasn't really for me. Dan says Have you got picked, all the way through it. No, but I, I watched someone get all the way through it. Um, 
Dan says he picked up Masterate Andromeda on sale for six pound twenty four on Steam. I think that's a pretty good price oh, for it, mate. It's probably it's, worth yeah. about six pounds twenty four. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's um, just, I think what it what it does though is probably. Sorry, were there more comments there? Yeah, there's some comments, but you carry on. So I'm, I was going to say, I think I think what it does is it serves mm. to show that it's not necessarily that they only had three good games in them. I just mm. think it was like right, Ross said after the after the ending of Mass, Mass Effect three and the sort of culmination of that story. There's there's not really anywhere else to go, mm. um, and actually it was probably a big mistake setting it in another galaxy and calling do over mm. just, and it also, I think yeah. it puts a bad taste in your mouth because you feel like they've spent all this time building up this excellent franchise mm. set in this location that we understand and know and have fallen in love with. And now it's, it's all gone. So it's not mm. mass effect anymore. It's, it's, it, it's, it's using the name mass effect for something that is far, far, far less than, what has gone before mm. i think that's the that's the bitter pill for me mm. it's just it's not it's it's not it, it didn't feel like they were even trying anymore mm. is the impression i got yeah, bioware need a win so hopefully legendary edition is enough of a win um well, it feels like sure, there's a lot it? of goodwill mm. towards it and excitement and genuine excitement about yeah. it yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm i mean i'm excited people I'm seem, like, it doesn't feel like just a cynical cash in like these things can sometimes mm. they've clearly put some effort into this re-release and uh, correcting well, some of the things that needed correcting they said they were never going to do it so I'm glad they are though I'm looking forward to it mm. and it is good that they've made some changes to Mass Effect 1 also um, Series X version um, you can either play 4K 60fps or 1440p 120fps as well on the Series X version, as well as the nice. versions as well. So that's the really seven people in the country that have a Series X, that's for you. I've, I've, I have just ordered it on Series X, so... Just well, because you're one of those seven people. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody else can get one. No, sorry, I feel bad about that now. <laughs> but it's not like, it's not like you, you know, just build a PC, oh, no, wait. Yeah, you can't... Done get, that too. Yeah, you can't, no, you can't <laughs> do that either at the moment as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did ours at the right time, didn't we? Dan says there's been a, recently been a teaser trailer for a new Mass Effect game set in the Milky Way. Yeah, they've done a typical like Bioware EA thing, which is here is some um, concept drawings of it, haven't they? It's what we've seen so far. Yeah, here's some stuff we know you'll Way. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would imagine they found a way to to kind of make that work. So. But we, you, that... you could easily you could easily do it like mm. you could you just have it set before the first Mass Effect or yeah. alongside it or something, and um, just have it be completely something completely different. They need to do Dragon Age first, I think I would imagine. And there's still rumours of Kotor remastered as well. So, <gasps> oh god, be still my beating heart. <laughs> if you're going to um, do a Kotor remaster, it almost needs to be like a re yeah like a re-platforming of that game though it needs yeah. a new a new engine yeah, because yeah. you just it doesn't control very well no it's all the spinning isn't it it's the spinning and so progressing apparently yes. the trailer shows someone walking to the camera with the n7 logo so yeah i mean interesting. That, that, that feels very uh yeah oh, like, could go anywhere at the moment though like yeah, that, that's not really that's all i need like yeah. uh, what was the other trailer we were talking about oh the um the rogue squadron trailer yeah, I, just, I genuinely yeah. hope. I don't want to see um, yeah, anything about movie until yeah. I'm in the cinema. Yeah, I'd be, I'm probably not going to watch the trailers for that. You know we will, though. Yeah. No, I don't think I will. Yeah. I, I'm, I, read someone, I read someone 
but someone who who avoided all the trailers for Endgame. Yeah, I'm just going to say you probably will because we do a pop culture podcast. I'm probably just going to ignore that bit, (laughs) (laughs) not not knowing what I'm talking about has not held me back on this. I'm gonna, I'm just going to ignore my responsibilities as a journalist. Um, We've got some comments. Uh, Duncan says he's played Mass Effect Three. That's the only one you've played. (laughs) Okay. Um, Dan says they created the AI to work out the best way to protect the life from AI, which is a bonkers concept. Uh, They should never explain the origin of the Reapers, that along with the Star Child made them less scary. Uh, It also says the ending was cobbled together out of their arse because they were rushing it. It had no thematic links with the story up to that point. 100%. It was just like, you've made all these decisions and now you've got to make a decision that's not really based on anything. Yeah, because everything up to that point has been fighting them destroying yeah. them and like that that thing you're building the catalyst mm. you you think it's just going to destroy them all don't you yeah. that's the whole point of it and then suddenly it's like that oh no you've got options mm. you can have red green or blue yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of weird though isn't it that the, that the protheans realized that the best way to do this was to build a machine that would allow them to interface with the ai that controls the reapers you know it seems mm. like a very convoluted kind of thing to do like and i love the fact that like even the reapers don't know what it does you know and it, like, sorry, it even the been, it could have been tied in a lot better like, yeah. especially the whole geth and the quarians thing where you've got a creator and a and a createe having beef and reconciling <laughs> like they, that could have been kind of linked together a bit but it's not really mm. i think hang on isn't isn't what you call the createe a creation that's the word i was trying to find <laughs> For those like employer, employee, yeah. creator, yeah. creator, <laughs> yeah, an employee, you mean? Employee, yeah, yeah. Um, employation, yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, Duncan says you guys need to read the Ian Banks, the Algebrast. I think Leviathan sound like the dwellers in that book. He also says, "F you, Dan." Yes, I bought Mass Effect two and three as that was what was available can't find mass effect 2 and heard good things about me3 they're, yeah, they're all good done. they're all good yeah f me yeah. um and paul edge says uh, then the reapers just carry on and harvest the galaxy um and then also says you can shoot the kid i think so yeah one of the endings is um one of the endings that actually shows uh a di- a, the next race mm. um finding a message from Liara saying hopefully you know someone will find this and you know we'll be able to defeat the reapers unlike us you know here's everything we know about them and blah 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 blah. you know I, and that that's quite a that's a that's a, a real down it's ending, like if, you, actually. if you lose the big battle at the end yeah it? absolutely Do you know the last enemy that you fight in Mass Effect 3 the actual last enemy is a marauder is like basically one of the ground troops mm. of, of them, and the, one of my favourite memes that was created afterwards when before they did their retconned kind of um, ending montage that was the sort of enhanced ending. Um, the memes that all popped up were obviously when you fight a marauder, it sh- flashes up marauder, and then it has shields mm. written underneath, which shows how far his shields are going down, and then before his health bar, mm. and so people were. 
basically they sort of almost deified this character like they were going his name was Mar- his name is marauder shields he tried to save us from the terrible ending and just you had loads of people repeating his name is marauder shields his name was marauder shields like you know he was the last line of defense all he wanted to do was save us from the terrible ending i loved it i thought it was brilliant Perfect, perfect pitch internet humour for for very you know deservedly so. As well. Dan says Marauder Shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Marauder Shields. <laughs> I have to, have to go back because like clearly, ideally, what you want to do is play through all the games about thirty times, get all the endings. But I think I'll just do up a YouTube compilation of all of them. Yeah, probably best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there, well, there we go. Apparently, so one last thing. Paul Edge says uh, you can shoot the kid at the end. There are four ending choices. One of which is to shoot the kid. Oh, you can shoot the star child. Yeah, yeah. And what does that do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do it and find One out. One way of finding out. Well, we're, yeah. yeah. Gonna go shoot the kid. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay, cool. So, obviously, there's loads of stuff that we spoke about there, and there's loads of stuff that we haven't spoken about. I mean, Mass Effect is so big that you know our love letters to it was never going to encompass anything so please feel free to hit us up on any of our social media feeds instagram twitter facebook using the handle at tmtoh to tell us your favorite parts of the of the um saga the bits you love the most you know i don't know why you bought it would love to hear those stories um you can also make sure that when you're on itunes spotify or on youtube you can listen back to all of our pods you can watch all of the old streams as well leave a comment uh, Leave a comment, and there yeah. are plenty of um, other podcasts that Dan is doing at the moment. I don't know if Dan wants to take a moment just to tell us what's I do, on the horizon. Um, we, we didn't do one this week, but we, we are doing uh, Marvel in Marvel, it's called, and we're currently we're not doing anything Marvel-related. So uh, next week now, I think, we're going to do a series review of Invincible, because we've all watched it now. Nice. And anyone on this pod, fucking watch Invincible. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. <laughs> really good the problem is i'm getting to the point where i have so many things that i have to watch on your instruction that i'm i'm almost like it's like someone saying to me now like you need to you need to watch the sopranos it's, mm. it feels too big dan it's too busy for me there's too much okay. put them all to one side and this is the last time i'm going to say this tom watch the fucking expanse okay Okay. Cool. I mean, you know, look, I, I'm going to take it on recommendation. I'm not entirely sure whether it's going to be the sort of thing that I really like, but you know, I, I take the recommendation. That's uh, absolutely fine. Watch the Thank Expanse. You. Like zone it, everything like, else before out before you make yeah. a decision about the Expanse. Zone everything else give it out. The first <laughs> few episodes. Hmm? Like, don't don't make a decision about yeah. it until they are on the Rossinate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when you until- hit series two, all of a sudden it's. Holy shit! This this just so until flies. until they're on the potato rusty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait until cool. they're on the potato rusty. Yeah, but Brilliant. it's like I mean, it, it it's it really is very good. Okay, all right, cool. Mm. I like the sound of it, Russ. You you really sell it to me. Mm. Well, it's really. I don't, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to people. I just see your eyes burning into me there. So then then watch that and then come back, make a list. Basically, everything's better once you've made a list. So watch the expanse, then do one division, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Invincible. Okay, cool. Okay, expanse first. The expanse first. Right, We've got Loki coming up what? soon to watch, and also have you yeah. seen the trailer for Modok? It looks really fun. It looks very good. Yeah, and uh, also don't get distracted by other things you've already watched a million times. That's my favourite thing to do. Brooklyn Nine Nine, for example. But, but always going back to it, huh? 
but Peep Show. Peep Show. There's like 400 series of Peep Show. Don't get distracted yeah, by Every that. time yeah. I start rewatching Peep Show, yeah. I go, oh fuck, there is a lot of this, isn't there? Yeah. And I rewatch all of it anyway. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I'm doing Parks and Recreation again at the moment. You're still you're still not entirely sure what happens in Ocean's Eleven, Jeremy. It's a complicated film. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> and on that yeah. note, we're yeah. going to say goodbye, Russ. Toodles. We're going to say goodbye, Dan. It's not limited to Tom. Everyone should watch The Expanse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone watch The Expanse. <laughs> it's goodbye from me, Tom. And uh, thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to hit us up. On that note... Let's cue the music. And this is my favourite podcast on the Citadel. Nay! Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs>